What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua, and welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. Uh, today, we're going to talk about shame and guilt. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever had shame or guilt about anything, but that was pretty much my life for about 36 years, was having uh, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, and constantly running from myself because of that. And from my experience with shame and guilt, um, sometimes it's it's just not necessary. And of course, with my beliefs, uh, you know, believing that Jesus died on the cross for those <laughs> that shame and guilt, um, it was easier for me to release it because I guess I had something to model after of, okay, I've been forgiven now. But even with that, i got to be honest with you, I still carried shame and guilt with me for a very long time, which got in the way of my development, of my growth, of my healing, and so on. Because anytime someone said, you're always going to be, or you're you're, you're a junkie just like, or, you know, any of those things that people can call you. And we all know what those words are. We, we know the things that we say to ourselves, uh, which can be sometimes worse than what anyone else says about us. But even with that, even with, you know, turning my life around, giving my life to the Lord, it took me years to be able just to offload and to surrender the shame and guilt that I carried with me. I never believed that I would be able to be good enough. I never believed because of that shame and guilt, because of believing that, I, or no, I knew I had HIV, but because of having HIV, I told myself, well, I, I don't deserve the woman of, woman of my dreams. I don't deserve to have all the things that really I was created to have and to experience and to be. So anyway, I could go on and ramble about this forever, but the fact is that shame and guilt is one of the most deadly things that I think that we can ever carry with us. So today we have Lois Hollis on uh, that is going to talk about shame and guilt. She's dedicated her life to this subject and helping free people uh, from, well, what I just said, something that pretty much poisons our soul, poisons our spirit, and really has no place in our lives, regardless of what we've done. So with that said... We'll be right back after this short message.
want the finer things, the diamond rings, designer jeans, all minor things in the wider scheme. But at what cost to realize your dreams? Been bleeding in the will more, put the crown of thorns on, spill more. My mic bloody cause I kill more, but I'm still poor. Bottom is where I started, but I get to the top and park it. Plug up in a harlot, my battery need charging. And to reach my target is the illest in the market. Is some liquid from my arteries, will spill onto the carpet, yeah. Everybody want fame, nobody wanna work for it. Wanna mount to know your name, don't wanna see no hurt for it. You wanna spoil out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red. Welcome back, everyone, to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. Me, I'm gonna read you, I don't really read bios. Uh, I don't even really read them before the broadcast, uh, but I want to read it today. I definitely don't read them on air typically, uh, but I want to read this to give you a little bit of context of who we're speaking to and why you should listen to her about shame and grief. Give me two seconds. My phone, of course, is ringing. Uh, why I didn't turn that off. Lois Hollis is an RN, BSN, and I don't know what REV stands for. Is that a reverend? Uh, shifts our opinion on one of the most forbidden subjects, shame and guilt. Her passion is to show the way to self-love by allevi alleviating the suffering of shame, guilt, depression, anxiety, 30 years of migraine headaches and pain were lowest way of life until she learned about the dangers of shame and guilt. She realized that her shame, guilt was within everything she felt. The good news was that she could heal her anger, depression, migraines, guilt, rage, fears, and pain from neck, rib, and head traumas. Wow. The solution to her emotional and physical problems was in the confronting of shame guilt. I've never actually heard the words put together before, but I guess we're going to learn some new things today. She shares her 15 years experience as a shame guilt educator, counselor, and filmmaker to give us an effective lasting way to health, wellness, and spiritual maturity. Love that word. Lois comes to us with a lifelong background in health. She began as a nurse's aide, wow, at 12 and continues today at 77. Lois explained several spiritual encounters that began with near death and childhood from physical abuse. She is a trailblazer. She started developing one of the first kidney hemidialysis centers in the United States. And today, Lois brings shame and guilt together as a new field of study. This is, I'm excited about this. She is the author of three books and a video on her Soul Speaks, the original process that brings peace to our inner personalities. Her newest book, Now is the Time, contains her light language readings direct from spirit that expand our spiritual development. Her new film, I'm Good, illustrates shame, guilt, trickery. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lois Hollis to the broadcast. Hello, Lois. How are you? I am good. <laughs> well, you've picked a very interesting uh, topic to make it your, your way, not way of life, but to pursue I... down this path of helping people heal from shame and guilt. Because I don't know. I don't know what your religious background or any of that stuff, but I will tell you, believers and unbelievers alike have a habit of carrying unnecessary shame and guilt. And so I'm really, really excited to have you here. I'm honored to have you here uh, because I think that 
people are going to find after this interview and after this conversation that they're really hanging on to things that don't belong to them. But before we get into all that, Lois, what are you grateful for today and why? I am grateful that you, Joshua, are giving me the opportunity to reach more people. People need to know what we just talked about. Every per, every person has the shame, guilt experience. And it's not human. It's not part of our humanity. And if I can leap off of that and tell you some new stuff that you haven't heard before, I would love to begin because we got some area to cover here. <laughs> well, so with that said, then I won't, I'll spare my possibly trivial or juvenile questions about this subject to have just to allow you to go into the new stuff, because you're right. I haven't heard a lot of new stuff about shame and guilt uh, in ways that we can just, re, you know, get rid of it to alleviate ourselves from it. So I'd love to hear what you have to say. And it's possible. It's, it's, it's a doable thing. I'm the how person. I'm the how person. I'm not going to talk about the physiology of how it distorts the brain and how and the mandula langata and all the other stuff, <laughs> but that doesn't help you kick it out of your personality. So I'm the how person. But I call myself an educator because we don't know. And because we don't know, the shame, guilt, energy is taking us hold. Remember what they say, me thy enemy? Wait, say that again. E I. Enemy. Know thy enemy. How can you defeat? Oh, know thy enemy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. How can you defeat your enemy if it's invisible and you don't know about it? Well, so the way I go about it is a process of surrender. Well, but uh, it's because I, I operate with the belief of where I'm weak, he is strong. So I just surrender things to God and then go about my business. That method has worked really well for me, actually. Well, it worked because you allowed other information to come in. Oh. So that's ground number one. What you did was the first foundation. That's good. I surrender. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what it is. Dear Jesus, dear God, whatever words you want to use, please bring it into me. And that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the second thing. I'm bringing in the information that you can get smart and avoid this situation. Okay, so you're on the right track. I'm just giving you a little bit more info. Sure. Now, uh, somewhere in my 50s, I was told that I would probably live about another year or two. And that was quite, quite logical because I had severe brain traumas a leaky mitral valve, a severe scoliosis, many head traumas, and uh, my neck was broken in childhood, uh, C1, C2, and 3. So, um, you know, that carries some problems with it, but God sent me back. That's another long story. I don't remember it, but I just remember things around me that helped me to live until I could get well. I was so depressed that suicide was the answer. And I can't believe that that would even enter my mind when I've been such an um, incredible um, starter of the dialysis unit and open heart surgery and hepatitis epidemics. And I, so shame, guilt can take down the best of us. 
Now, how did I get out of that? I was in a counseling session and someone said, what do you do about shame? And I went, oh, that's an odd word. <laughs> I don't know. So I went to the library. This is in 1999. They didn't have computers. They don't go on the internet and say, what is this? You go to the library. And the only thing in the library was John Bradshaw's book that said, it's a sickness of the soul. So my detective mind, I got a detective mind. It just keeps working until it gets an answer. So my detective mind kept on going and going. And to make a long story short, somehow was able to piece it all together and to learn that I didn't have to go to therapy for anxiety. I didn't have to go to therapy for anger. I didn't have to go to therapy for not good enough. I mean, I'd be dead before I'd finish them all because I had them all. I just had to get rid of shame and guilt because it caused everything. I was like so happy. Now, how did I come to that conclusion? Okay. We all know we have the love energy. And what does love give us? Love Happiness energy. and joy confidence. and confidence, compassionate. Patience. We are indestructible. We know we can do it. We're just happy and joyful it, and for no reason. We just. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, lost her. Now well, on the back. other side, we have shame, guilt, energy. That's a distortive, negative energy. And what does it give us? It gives us depression and anxiety and belittling, procrastination. Uh, have, um, I have the DSM Diagnostic and Statistical Manual which, Medical Disorders. Is that, which uh, version is that? Which version is that? I can't see it. It's, back, it's okay. backwards on me. I'm sorry. Anyway, it has 915 pages of mental disorders. Oof. 915. And guess How what? How many of those are made up? I have no idea. Just so they don't <laughs> pay for it. Anyway, shame guilt is never mentioned. But that's the root of, I would say, a majority of the mental illnesses, is it not? everything that's why i became a shenyot educator i'm not an anxiety coach i'm not an anger coach i'm not a depression coach i want to get rid of it all our emotions have a positive side and a negative side mm -hmm. compassion turns to depression when shame guilt hits I believe that. Passion turns to anger. Intuition Ooh. turns to anxiety when shame guilt hits it. So if you get rid of the shame guilt, click, your emotions turn positive. What a great way to do that. Why mess around with each little thing? Because you're never, ever, 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 ever going to get rid of the negative emotions until you get rid of the shame guilt that's giving it energy. What so how do you do that? 
I'll how do you propose that. to do that? Because some people turn, this is where people turn to religion typically, but religion doesn't necessarily remove the shame or guilt. Sometimes it compacts it okay, right. because of the list of rules. Okay. So in your opinion, how do we get rid of it? Okay, Joshua, what happened? I have to digress. What okay. happens to your computer when it gets a computer virus? Well, it depends what the virus is, but it gets completely out of whack. Now, I get the same virus as you, but my computer, my Microsoft Word goes down. Yours, your hard drive goes down. It's different in all computers. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't make sense of it. Comes into us because of the way that you spoke this morning, rather before, about you know what people say to you. It's not the words, it's the energy of the words that come to you. Energy of words. So that's why intent should matter. Of course. And what you say to yourself, the inner critic, the energy comes off of that. So it's energy. And Joshua, you know about energy. We are energy beings. We are beings of energy that have lines and meridians and I don't have to go into what happens to a negative virus that comes into your computer it goes off mm -hmm. what happens to your body your mind your soul your emotions when shame guilt energy comes into you it goes off mm -hmm. shame guilt is outside of us so we can get rid of it. It's not inside you. Interesting. Why do why does That's it feel huge. like it's inside of us then? Because when I if I feel guilty or shame, of course now I know just to go confess it, whatever is bothering me, I've no, learned that by saying it and confessing it, then it goes away. Um, I mean, I beat myself up a little bit. Ah, I should have done better, but then I move on from it. The reason that that works is because shame, guilt, energy. Some people call it the shame, guilt, leech. Some people call it the shame, guilt, alien. I don't care what you call it, but it's not part of humanity. And we could have a whole talk on that one. Shame, guilt is not part of our humanity. It's a foreign substance upon us. That's so where did shame and guilt start and originate from that, in your opinion? Well, that you have to go back, way back. <laughs> and it's beyond Adam and Eve. Really? It's at this birth of Earth. It's the birth of civilization on the Earth. And I got a long story about that, but know that you just need to know it's not human. Okay. It's Fair not enough. of our humanity. Everybody uses it and it's in everybody, but that doesn't make it normal. It's, I mean, okay. Yeah. It's not normal. And people, you won't find this on the internet because they said it's part of humanity. How can a virus that makes your brain twisted, confused, turns your emotions from positive to negative, turns your physical body, your meridians off so your heart doesn't work as well.
well, your digestive doesn't work as well, your lungs, can that be normal? Give me a break. Yeah, I mean, I can recognize that that is not normal. It's but not I mean, normal. But a it's lot of common. people. It's common. It's common. Right. But not normal. So if it's not normal and it's outside of us, we have to know what it is and how to kick it out of our personality. Now, shame, guilt, energy only has one defect. The only way you can get it, one defect. It dissolves okay. in detection. Explain that in layman's terms, please. It dissolves in detection. It has to go away because the jig is up. And that's what I'm doing. I'm exposing it, not hiding it. We have been taught to hide the shame. Never say my shame. Never own it. It's not my shame. It's not the guilt. It's not part of you. And once the jig is up, it has to leave. It's so cool. So what is the, okay, explain to me this though. Because if I do something, like say I, I don't know, steal your purse. I should feel guilty for that. No, I you should, should not. Shame. No, you should not. You really? should feel regret. Okay. Doesn't regret lead to shame? Okay, let me tell you a story. Please. Digress. You've heard of David Hawkins? No. Okay, David Hawkins, he lives in heaven now, but he gave a numerical number to each emotion. Very, very interesting. And I can send that to you. Enlightenment is the highest. Like Jesus rose. That's enlightenment or Buddhas or, you know, whatever. That comes in at 700,000, seven zero zero comma zero zeros after that to the 30th power. There is a number. It's humongous. 700,000 to the 30th power. That's how much energy is in enlightenment. Huh. That's a lot huh. of energy. Right. Okay. After that, you have um, love and compassion and joy. I'm not saying no in order, but essentially it's all our positive feelings of of joyfulness and happiness and um, respect, honesty. Now at 200, 200, 200, you begin the negative sequence anger, depression, anxiety. And guess what the last one is? What? <laughs> Shame and then guilt. Oof. And it comes in, to, guilt is 10. So you're vibrating at a 10 energy when you're in guilt. Now you okay. know why you feel so crappy. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst now, feeling what, ever. What is after guilt? 
death? Right. Know. Right. Okay. Oh. That's it. The human body can only be at 10 and still be alive. That's how dangerous guilt and shame is. I have a wild guess, but with the, I forgot the type of dialysis that you, those centers you're Hemodialysis, kidney hemodialysis. So I, my, I'm guessing here, but shame and guilt attack your kidneys, right? It could tax every organ, your kidneys, oh. your lungs, your heart, your brain, your nose. It depends what's more, more, um, more, uh, um, has a weakness. Shame guilt affects the weakest part of you. Seriously. Wow. Like any virus. Huh. I mean, I've heard about, I, and I don't, I'm not an expert on this subject at all, but I've heard about when we have worry, how it affects us physically. And oh, how, it does. Of course like, it does. Lack of forgiveness can bring cancers and, and, and things right. like that. Right. What? And it's Is all... there science that backs all this up? Not that I believe every scientific article I see, but I mean, have there been studies that can show how yes. when really? when they are, I have some um, research when I did my book that showed the measurement of shame and they, they separated, but I'll tell you why we can't. Shane does want to test after they're told your father said you're really a shithead and you probably are, <laughs> you know. So, and they, and then they say to the other kid, your mother told me you're the best in the class and she's so happy you're her son. He gets the hundred and the other one gets the 50. That's proven over and over and over and over again. We don't, I mean, I can show you statistics, you know, but that's true. So what we're doing in the world today is overriding the shame yet with positive emotions. And that's good. But you're always going up a hill with a ton of bad stuff on your back. And you're like, ah, I can't do this anymore. I'm saying, can we just get rid of the shame guilt and make life easy? Because you can get rid of it. So I'm saying something today that maybe the people, if you're feeling guilty about something, well, if you did something wrong, well, you know, you should, you know, have some remorse, but don't be guilty because that's a dead end to real regret. I should have not stole that pocketbook, but um, maybe I'll um, say a prayer for her or give her purse back or, you know, whatever. I had a client a couple weeks ago who had severe guilt because she couldn't help her mother heal from alcoholism and her mother passed away and you know and i know that if someone doesn't want to get well no matter what we do but that's she true. took the guilt on and that's what we do we're taught that way culture teaches us you're the problem you did it wrong it's all because of you the church tells you you sin you did it wrong. Your parents do. The governor, the president, everybody tells you it's your fault. Okay. So of course it's your fault. So I recommended her to feel regret that she couldn't help her mother. 
So with the regret, she saw a solution and started a, a program for people who were alcoholics and how to help them to heal. Regret led her to a solution. Guilt leads you to... Because re regret gives you an opportunity to look at it and say, ah. okay, well, I can do it better this way next time. You exactly. What does guilt do? For what? You. Say that oh. what would you say? I said, what does guilt do to you? You know, you should be dead. <laughs> yeah, I want to put my, I want to hide it. I want to put the mattress on top of me and hide. So I'm saying, get out of guilt. I don't care what you do, get out of guilt. Put a song going, tap dance. Um, <laughs> I'm a tap dancer. Now is the time, and it's on my website, and it's, you can download it for free. These are my readings from spirit that bring your energy up from guilt. Well, that's the lowest. So by reading the words, it changes the frequency, changes your energy, and you can get out of guilt. Huh. Well, how, what, which website? It's not imgoodfilm.com, is it's it? It's loishollis.com. Loishollis.com, okay. And I have wow. written from spirit. As soon as I got rid of some shame guilt, I would start writing from spirit. And it's beautiful words. It's not telling you what to do. It's just the expression of the joy and the laughter and the love. And it's I, you know, I, it's hard to explain my words. <laughs> I have that feeling all the time, actually, about myself. The earthquake of love will now absorb the darkness, and we will be shaken into who we are to live the dance of freedom and joy that will always become it always was. So easily upon these joys and singing to the world that has awaited for its dream to be realized. In time, it will be noted when the cracks of the darkness allow the freedom of love to explode within each of us. So it's just, it's, it's you know, you can't think this. God talks, I write. That's it. <laughs> I, I know how that goes. Okay, so. <laughs> If you're in guilt and can't get out and you don't have a friend to talk to, you got to get out of guilt. Thing today, just get out of guilt and we can fix it later. Just get out of guilt. I like it. Okay. Lois, please tell everybody where they can buy your books and where they can support you. LoisHollis.com. And since I'm a teacher and I'm helping people to learn this subject that nobody wants to talk about, I have sign up for my newsletter. You receive a book, 500 questions, one answer. I show you 500 ways you shame yourself and other people shame you. 500 ways I'm teaching you like on the phones, you know, you just don't take it. Just say no. Well, Lois, I'm going to check out that book. I mean, I don't live with shame and guilt anymore and I'm very fortunate for that, but I want to check this out because I do. I it's, it's interesting 
sometimes people don't have the ears to hear what's coming out of the Bible. I know I was like that for a long time. And even day, there's days to day, like, I mean, there's days that happen even now that I'm like, I don't want to hear it right now. Um, and then just being honest with you. That said, one of the, the most common things, the most common messages I get from people, will you please pray for me? Because I feel really guilty and I'm feeling a lot of shame. Those are, that is literally the number one message I get from people. And, and I got to tell you, there's times that I'll give them a Bible verse and they're like, eh, that's not what I was wanting. So I'm going to check out your book because I promise you, I know what that's like to live with guilt. And I know what it's like, especially the life that I lived and shame. I shamed my family. I shamed all these people that tried to love me. I, anyway, I could go on for an hour about that alone. And, I, and I'm not. But that said, this is something that I know people that have killed themselves. They, I know people that Why? were living because in the guilt. You, when you're in guilt, that's it. You have yeah. to get out of guilt. now. Because I that's where people end up killing themselves yeah. and so other things. Shame and guilt are the same. Now, this is important. We have two nervous systems. We have the unconscious nervous system and the conscious nervous system. We have two nervous systems. Shame operates when the unconscious nervous system works when the conscious nervous system, but it's the same thing. When you say shame and guilt, your brain goes, Ugh. shame, guilt is one thing. Guilt increases shame. It's a merry-go-round, and that's why since Adam and Eve, we've been going goofy. Well, it's shame. It's not guilt. It's guilt. It's the same thing. Now, why did they do that? Okay. If you have a virus in your brain, they call it meningitis, mm -hmm. right? If you have the same virus in your kidneys, they call it nephritis. If you have the same virus in your stomach, they call it gastritis. If you have the same virus in your in your um, lungs, they call it pneumonia. It's the same. It's just a way of marketing and insurance. The same thing with all these 915 pages. We are in agreement there. That is okay. a joke. So. I'm telling you that you have to say shame, guilt, not shame and guilt, because your brain goes, eh, it splits. And you can't do that. We have to be whole. We have to be shame, guilt, energy. That's what it is. Now, remember The Wizard of Oz? I didn't see the movie, but I know who you're talking about. Okay, Dorothy goes to see the wizard in great anticipation. She trembles. Yeah. And Toto the dog pulls the curtain back. And what does Dorothy see? A little old man, man doll and gray, with a big machine making smoke. That's what Shane Guild is, a big puff of smoke. Interesting. That's why he became a filmmaker. I know it makes your head spin. 
That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, I just because I I know the purpose, like the when we go against what we know is right, it's interesting that because that's usually the very thing that leads to shame and guilt. Now, and it leads to us turning guilt, away from guilt, those choices. So what it tell me again, like say if I wrong you. What is the proper emotion to have if I've intentionally or unintentionally wronged you? I regret that I did that and make amends. We are taught to feel shameful. We are taught to feel guilt. But guess what? That makes us stupid victims. So when people are taking your mistake and they're weaponizing it against you to make you feel shame, to make you feel guilt, shame, guilt. What it's, it's, a simple, it. uh, hey, it's I regret a doing that. I made a mistake. I'm moving on. Yeah. Well, you just don't take it. It's an energy. You remember the hot potato thing that everybody crashed yeah. potato? Okay, he who holds that. a potato gets the shame guilt. You're not holding it. What is remorse? Is that the Every, same thing as shame guilt? Yeah. If you can think is of it? another one, let me know. But that's the only one I come up with. <laughs> no, you have a book with 500 of them. So no, I don't. I, I'm I'm just going to read your book and then figure it out from there. And then I'm going to email you. Okay, what okay. about this? <laughs> okay, now we didn't talk about the inner critic. The inner critic is your best friend. He's your best friend, except he was taught when you're two and three to shame you and guilt you because your teeth and the mothers and your Eddie shamed you because that's the way it is, right? We're, we're a lone wolf in the right. desert here, Joshua, but someone's got to start. So we have to educate the, the, um, our inner critic and tell him you're in 19... 50. I'm in 2022. You have to come into my timeline. I'm not the little kid that doesn't know anything. You can do that. And that's what I do with help people. They bring their inner critic to the peasant. And my inner critic is called King. He Well, he calls himself King, of course. So instead of shaming me, he changed his job. He goes around the universe and the world getting me podcasts like you, Joshua. Etherically. So my, my king is my friend, my partner. I can't chop him off. I said, oh, shut up, go away. I don't want you. I don't need you. How can you cut your head off? How can you cut your hand off? You can't do it. He's part of you or she's part of you. And God made us with this part to help us balance ourselves out. It's not a bad part. It's just that they learn the shame way. And they, nobody told them it's different. Do you believe that voices are spirit? Pardon? Do you believe uh, that voice is our spirit? Okay, our emotions, including the king or inner critic, is this right here. These emotions are between the physical body and the spiritual self. They are the bridge between our emotional self and our spirit self. 
So yes, they live in the spirit world, but they also dangle in the physical. So they're beautiful, they're perfect, they're wonderful. We need our emotions. And that's what I do as I help people talk to their depression. Hi, depression. Hi, anxiety. How are you? I make friends with them. Instead of talking to the therapist, I talk to myself. And I got a lot more answers. Anyway, that's another long story. Uh, That's interesting because that is pretty much the path that I took to heal as well. It was, I mean, talking on my broadcast, but also it was talking to myself. Yeah, and you self-answers you. And I have a movie, Out of Discord into Harmony, where I teach people to talk to their depression, anxiety, and their inner critic. And they all become a family. And that's when I became a family of my emotions. That's when I healed from all the scars and the the, 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 the lung problems healed inside. That's the secret. Duh. Sure makes it easier to love yourself when you don't have shame. In okay, your when they say you have to love yourself, you have to have someone to love. Like I love Sally, my depression emotion, who's now my compassion. I have to have someone to love and love me back. And we can love our inner self, our inner critic. King, King loves me. I love King. So therefore we have self-love. I don't love myself because I got a fur coat or I got money. I love myself because King loves me and I love King. That's self-love. We got to have someone to love. I got to tell you, I've never thought about half of what you've said today. And uh, I always appreciate that when I hear something new and in a new way of looking at things. I, I, I appreciate that about you very, very much. And I can't wait to check out your book um, because that, again, like it, it, to me, this sounds like a very, it's very important to have a book like this that will help us prepare ourselves and have like the, be able able to give ourselves little self triggers that are good triggers to remind ourselves of why we would, shouldn't feel guilt or shame. Okay. I can appreciate that. Once your the king part the inner critic turns and comes into your paradigm 2022 and not 1940 or 1950 it's all timelines then you don't have to worry about being positive you don't have to say you this and do that you just are you are compassionate you are loving you don't have million affirmations and everything because (laughs) something else it dissolves in detection. So the more you know, the more you can get rid of. I love it. Lois, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I, again, please, one more time, plug your websites where people can buy your book and also um, and plug your movies as well. The main thing is the movies because the book is like, you got, you see, you believe what you see. You believe and you're a filmmaker. You believe what you see. And that's why I went to film school at 60, because nobody was understanding what I was seeing. So I had I said, I have to make a film. That, that, is, I, I, that is precisely why we got into what we're doing, is a big part of it. 
and that because media controls the narrative and we want to change the narrative so for go to imgoodfilm.com and have fun and it's a great song I well i started watching it and i'm going to finish it but it's i i thought it was in i thought it was very very interesting and i think your whole mission in life is interesting and i think it's very important also it's, it's vital it's vital. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, just knowing what I experienced with my own shame and guilt. So I, I, I'm with you. Shame guilt. Shame guilt. Shame guilt. Shame guilt. Well, thank you, Lois. You have a blessed week and we will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. What an interesting, I've never heard anyone that has chosen those or really the same thing. Never seen that before. I hear people talk about guilt and shame, but never together. I have to check out her book. I want to understand this more because look, <clears throat> I don't think I got rid of shame guilt. Just go along with what she's saying. I mean, I've told, shared you before, like I, you know, gave my life to the Lord, but it took over two years for me to go, God loves me exactly the way I am. And only then was I able to start getting rid of the guilt and the shame and the wishing that I could go back and fix things that I can't go back and fix. I'm not going to dismiss one word of what she said. I would love to know like how the Bible and that worked, what she's saying worked together. And, you know, you know how <laughs> you guys know where I stand by now on a lot of these issues, but I want to see how it lines up and how it works together because what it, 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 I guess it's made it easier going, Jesus died on the cross for all of these things, the emotion, the sin, the guilt, the shame. And if that's true, why does it take so long for so many of us to leave the shame and guilt behind? Are we overcomplicating it? Are we looking to the wrong things are we is it is it as simple as because we're separating the two we're not really healing any of it i don't know more questions than answers but again it took me a few years for me my shame and guilt left because i just would surrender it to god and i would trust him with it and i would assume that he was taking it from me so then i would just move on mentally or quit obsessing about it, quit beating myself up. But she may be onto something. Like, she absolutely may be onto something. She's clearly more of an expert on it than I am. So I want to read her book, and then, just for fun, I want to see how it lines up with Scripture. Because I do believe in the power of the Word of God. But you know what? I got to say, I've read a lot of books that are considered secular or New Age, and, uh, you know, they're, what they're saying makes a lot of sense, too. Do they work together? Do they contradict each other? Are they really the same thing? I mean, honest to God, aren't these the questions that most of us are dealing with day in, day out of our lives? Like when we're seeking answers and can't find them and then we find them in an unlikely source? I don't know. Again, I don't have all the answers here, but she's got me curious. And I like leaving a broadcast and an interview very curious because now I'm going to go learn more. And I'll tell you what, 
what I learned, I'll share with you. All right, guys, please go check out uh, Lois's website. Check out her movie, imgoodfilm.com. And uh, again, you can go to loishollis.com and you can find her book, find her books. But also, I think she has a free 15-minute call. And if any of you are struggling and being and burdened with guilt, shame, shame, guilt, any of the three, um, it may be worth checking out for you. Because sometimes for me, it's as simple as picking up the phone and just talking to somebody and telling them. And then it goes away. Sometimes I need something a little bit more hardcore. And it sounds like she's the person to go to. We'll see. Thank you guys so much for being here. God bless.